1: For Mudkite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Celine Yeager, and with me is my co-host, Patrick Brady. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits into our lives. How are you, Patrick?
0: We're kind of on a home stretch here, going to Kansas. <laughs> um, uh, is anxious an acceptable answer?
1: It certainly is.
0: It well, yeah, is I an appropriate probably, answer. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter whether it's an acceptable answer or not, because that's where I am. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> uh you know, but I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've just been trying to be a good boy and go really easy. Uh And just anything I can to take it easy on my legs while still getting some miles in here and there. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Don't test them. Don't test yeah. the legs. Yeah. No, I <laughs> I know it's hard. Uh, it really isn't. Uh Cause it, every time oh, it isn't, that's no, good. Every time I've made a little bitty effort, they've still been kind of loaded up enough that I, I feel a burn quickly. And it's like, yeah, that's going to stop now. Um, so just getting the itty bittiest little reminder of, you know, it's not finished cooking. Uh, right. Right. So close the stove. Close the oven door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Put the top back on. So, you know, and it's, it's fun. I, you know, for, for once in my life, I shouldn't say that, but on this occasion in my life, I've, I'm able to be patient and relaxed about that piece of things. That's great. I've done that's the great. work.
1: And that, that comes with time. I think that's very, very hard. It really to do is. Without some experience. It <laughs> yeah. really
0: is. And you know, it's just, yeah, it's so nice to be in a place where, um, whatever happens on Saturday, I, I've done the work.
1: Yep. That's the best place to be. <sighs> that is actually the best place to it be. It feels that's really a good. Really, really good place to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah cool. how about you cool um i am I am doing well i uh, you know if you hear any uh scary sounds we have lots of the storms rolling through uh it's been tumultuous, and I'm hoping that Kansas won't be have you looked I mean it's yes. been it's been crazy. the weather's been crazy it really has uh I, traded- I mean they rerouted it. I know that you know, which is mm-hmm. good but yeah man like I just told you before we started we had golf ball size hail falling from the sky. <laughs> like, I hope you don't run into anything
0: Yeah, like well, that. Uh, the, the, the forecast has improved. Okay. It's, okay. good. It's only a 50% uh, forecast, 50% chance of thunder showers on Saturday. Today is dry. Uh, tomorrow and Friday are forecast dry. So That's even good. if it rains on Saturday, there's a fair chance that we might actually avoid any mud. I uh, traded some texts with Yuri Hoswald today, and uh-huh. uh, he says things are looking good. He's—I mean, Yuri has an awful lot of history with this event. He knows oh, its many yeah. moods, and when Yuri Flippin Hoswald tells me it's looking good, bro, I'm—I'm uh, I'm gonna yeah. shut yeah. up that and lets relax. you breathe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can—I can trust what he has to say. Uh, I accept that you know things may change, but for now, I'm. After being, I don't want to say pessimistic, but after being prepared to dial back my expectations, I'm feeling all right. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so what do you got
1: this week? Excellent. Oh, the, speaking, it's funny. Cause you said, you know, I feel like I've done the work and I'm like, that's my pull because I have it. <laughs> this is like my year. <laughs> <laughs> this is my year of just like winging it. And it's so not me. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun all at the same time because it's it's new. You know, it's a, a new it's a new thing for me. Um, winging it is new. <laughs> w- winging it is very new, and I'm 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 getting I'm trying to to settle into to winging it. So, all right. So by that I mean I'm lining up for all these things that I have done that I can do. Uh, But I haven't specifically prepared for at this point. Uh Right. Like it's just and that's I haven't done the work in the way that I would normally do the work. So I've been having to get my head in another space and be like, okay, maybe I can still pull on that other work that I did or, you know, the muscle memory from the work that I've all been piling on for years. Anyway, so Christy. Pro is um she's on the board of St Francis Tulsa Tough, okay, right? It's, okay. it's, which is a multi-day road racing extravaganza. It's yeah. got criteriums. It's got this year a Red Bull Fixie Crit, a uh, couple Grand Fondos, all kinds of stuff in Oklahoma. And she has been trying to get me to come to this thing for years, like literally for years. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just never been a good time because it's like Dirty Kansas or Transylvania Epic, which I've done often and. Like early June is a tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. There's always stuff going on. Yeah. It doesn't matter and where
0: in the country you are. There's something going on in early June. There are tons of stuff going on.
1: So this year, you know, she hit me up in February and I knew I wasn't going to Kansas and I knew I wasn't going to Transylvania epic. And she's like, what do I have to do to get you here? And I just <laughs> said, okay, great. I've never been to Oklahoma. You know, she's going to put me up with friends. and It's, a bike waiting for me so I uh, yes yes I will come um and of course like once I say I yes I'm in then I'm all in right so yep. she she sent me this email uh maybe a month ago I can't remember even asking me if I wanted to be part of this thing called the ace challenge and I honestly didn't even look I was just like oh a challenge great sure yes <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, because that's how I am. Unprepared the <laughs> you know? game. Yeah, I, well, I am I am the kind of person, even though I prepare, I am the kind of person who tends to say yes and figure it out later. Like if, if something sounds good, I'll just be like, yeah, sure. And then I'll yeah. just be like, okay, I have to figure out how to do that thing. Um, <laughs> and of course, I just looked at it. The event, it's all next weekend. It's not this coming weekend, uh-huh. but it's like the 7th, 8th, 9th. So
0: and you have 10 uh, days to prepare.
1: Yeah, that, yeah I'm, <laughs> I, I tried to put some cramming in today. Honestly, I actually did. <laughs> Because it's a it's a road racing event, you know it's a, it's a grand fondo, so it's race with with you know quotations, but it, it is still like this challenge is they set it up sort of like a professional peloton, right? There's in, road enclosures and it's a group and it's for Saturday's hundred mile fondo, and the goal is for men to break five hours and for women to break five forty. So uh,
0: wait, and it's are got they, like are they separating fields? No, it's all together. We're oh, all together. So a but woman to be, could break five hours just by riding with oh, the yeah. guys.
1: Totally. Totally. Okay. We're all in it together. But to accomplish the challenge, to succeed uh-huh. at the challenge, those are the time cutoffs to finish. Oh, the,
0: okay. Okay. Do what okay, I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um, you don't get any bonus points and they make that very clear. You cannot win. So don't be a jerk. Like there's no sense of be, the taking flyers off the front of the pack or sprinting for the finish. Like. It doesn't matter if you do it in 445 or five, you know, like it, anything sub five,
0: you've, you've, you've done what you needed. You've
1: exactly. And you're going to get the same Jersey as everyone else. There's no podium. Um, but I, you know, I didn't do the math yet. <laughs> I know sub five, I, I know sub five is, is 20 <laughs> yeah. plus 540 is uh, 19 to 20, right? 19 ish. Something 19 ish. I've done that. I haven't done it lately. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a ton of climbing. It's, you know, 4,500-ish, it looked like, which, yeah, but, which but, is a good fast rolling climbing thing. Climbing isn't so,
0: but, the thing you bump up against in Oklahoma. It's wind, right? Uh, Yeah. 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 I don't know so much about that. Oh. I mean,
1: I do. I've done events like, let's say, Kansas uh, in the wind. Uh-huh. There's going to be a lot of people. Maybe I can just... Maybe it can be a hide. I can you, hide. You want to surf wheels. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, you hear that thunder? Here we go. Rolling through. Um, this is going to, it's like real life ambience for everybody <laughs> out in, in, the, in the baseline audience. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I, I haven't done anything like this in a couple of years. I mean, I, I there've been many years that I've done these kind of aggro road events and, and I, I am not unfamiliar with them. I, I did that whole, uh, Toured around Puerto Rico, which was mayhem. I can't remember what it's called, but it was the same thing, like rolling enclosures, people screaming, pointing at holes, and it it was bananas. But anyway, so so I'm just I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I just need to like I, I the biggest part I believe. I mean, we'll see if if I have the legs, I have the legs, I have the legs. I think for me the thing is if I have the head for it. Because all the events I've been doing are these like fun segment races, mm-hmm. you know, like I ha- I've done like I- and I've done well, but it's the kind of thing where you don't have to pin it start to finish. I just haven't been doing events like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm trying to wrap my mind and get my head into that spot again. You yeah. know, just like that's where I need to be. I need to hustle through the aid stations. There's not going to be somebody there with like shots of fireball and a bikini and, uh, you know. You know, you can hope. There there (laughs) might be maybe, and if things go awry, I'll stop. (laughs) And and seriously, if they do go awry, I can still finish the day. Yeah, like it's it. I just join the rest of the fondo, and I'm doing. I want to be double tough. So on Sunday, there's a like a a metric fondo. So like a so I want to do. I'm going to do that the next day. So if I complete both of those days, then I'm still double tough. Even if I don't
0: ace the ace challenge, so. (laughs) I mean, we have already established. I mean, we haven't used the term before, but I don't think there's anybody listening who's going to go, "Hmm, Selene Yeager. no, not double tough." I mean, if anything, you're triple or quadruple or squared or. I, I think I'm fine. Fa- I'm I'm I'm
1: exponentially tough. Um, oh, I yeah. I feel I feel like that's in there. It's just the other part, and yeah. So we'll see. So yeah, winging it. I, what do you think about winging it? You, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little manic right now about winging it. But I, it's just,
0: this is so funny to me because our, we're having a complete role reversal here. You know, it's like, I need to put on some jewelry and a spaghetti top, a spaghetti strap top and, you know, grow my hair out and uh, oh, wait, no, we don't want to reduce your hairline or turn it gray uh i don't know what we do for you but this is yeah you know uh th- yeah this is total role reversal because i mean winging it i you know i've never been a super disciplined person when it comes to my training uh i get to a certain point in terms of organization and discipline and then i go yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm going to ride hard some and I'm going to have some fun and I'm going to go easy some and, you know, if that doesn't get it, so be it. I, I am, I am not here to do quadratic equations, you know, on a physical basis. That's just not going to be my thing. And so I, I am, a am pretty deep in the whole winging it. Um, so <laughs> Uh, It works. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to learn. The worst thing that can happen is I will come back with lots of
0: advice for people of what not to do. Yeah. Well, to me, to me, the only question, the question isn't you. The question isn't your headspace. The question, Hmm. you know, isn't any of that. The question is what the group does when it leaves. Because, well, you know, once there's there's a time thing on the table, a lot of times the, the lead pack will roll out with full afterburners ablaze. you know, dumping right. pure grain alcohol into the carburetor. Sort of, that's what I'm that's what I'm mentally prepared for. Yeah. So, you know, 28 miles an hour, 45 seconds into the event that that could be an issue. If there's a group that decides to, you know, discipline themselves to some degree and ride at 22 miles an hour all day so that you have four or five minutes at each rest stop. Right. That that's going to be easy. But I mean, you know, as well as anybody that starting hot and trying to stay hot is a recipe for subsequent explosions. Yes. So that is a fact. Uh, you know, I mean, there, I don't know how big the group is
1: either. Like I'm, I'm imagining it's fairly large and that there will be all of that, that there will be a group that does that thing. Yeah. And there'll be maybe this is it's all my imagination. I have no idea, but like another group that is more reasonable in their approach to it. I, I don't know. I'm just going to go and find out.
0: Yeah. There's that, you know, <laughs> there, there aren't too many other yeah. options. If you're showing up, it's, you know you're gonna find out,
1: <laughs> but like you, I'm watching the weather. I mean, I've never been to Oklahoma, but they have had some twisters. They've had some stuff going on, and it's they're they're having to reroute because of flooding. Oh, Ooh. yeah, it's, yeah. The suburbs around
0: Tulsa has gotten all kinds of weather. Wow, but, I yeah. have done exactly a ride in Oklahoma, singular. Sure. And it was years ago when I was busy driving from New England to California to start my job at Bicycle Guide. And so I spent a night in Oklahoma City and rolled into my hotel, you know, 30, 4 o'clock after having been on the road for a good eight hours and got changed, got my road bike, went outside and felt like I was staring into a blow dryer. The wind was going a good <laughs> 25 miles an hour. It was still 95 degrees. It's, yeah. you know, it's late May. Yeah, and no, yeah. I, I rode, was told to be prepared for that. I rode into the wind for 45 minutes. It was a one hour uh, ride. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I hope you don't have the hair dryer out in Kansas. I mean, I, I, yeah. And I get the one hour reference that you turned around and it was that fast <laughs> going back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get a tailwind. Maybe we'll get rewarded. I don't know. They should plan
0: things like that out there. Don't you, don't you think like go into the wind, come home? I think that's the part end. of, of what they relish when people come in from elsewhere. It's like, Hey, look at this. Watch these guys. It's like <laughs> their
1: altitude. Yeah, no, totally. I get it. I yeah. get it. Everybody has their
0: thing. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's good. That part will be interesting. Uh, do you have any idea how early in the day you're going to get started? It, seven. Okay. So, you know, most places, it's not all that windy in the morning. It takes... It kicks some, up later. Yeah. It takes some temperature variation to really get the wind yeah. going. And so early in the morning, usually it's a little still. So if you can get some miles knocked out, you know, before the wind kicks up, that'll certainly help you. And, you know, it, it's it's worth looking at where the prevailing winds uh, point, which is, you know, generally east. So you're going to be curious to know if like in the afternoon you're headed West or headed East. Right. Right. That will make a difference. (laughs) Sometimes it's best not to know. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's true. (laughs) Maybe not satisfying, but it is true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So that's not until for me, that's not two weeks. I got two weeks to think about that. Not quite two, but we're going to have to think about that. Yeah. Anyway.
0: You've got things on your mind, too, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Okay. so here's the thing for for me this week. It's really been a long time since I needed to think about what I was taking to an event. For the last couple of years, my pre-event considerations have been, let's just say, mostly confined to tire wheel selection and apparel, especially what to wear in cold and wet conditions. Because Dirty Kansas is two hundred miles, and will be my Mm -hmm. longest day ever. Period on period the bike period. Uh,
1: Yes. Period.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it will require me to be on the bike at least fourteen hours. So I decided I needed to look at everything from the ground up. I really Mm -hmm. I needed to just set everything aside and look at this, you know, from the cornerstone. Uh, I gave thought to everything from my bike that I was taking to my fit, my gearing, my fueling, my hydration, my apparel, and how I should carry it all. So Mm -hmm. I thought for my poll today, I'd run through everything that I am taking and my reasons for doing so, because I think a lot of this is really applicable for anyone who isn't already accustomed to doing longer events, uh, or is doing an event longer than what they're accustomed to doing. Sure. Okay. So basics. Um, I'm going to be riding my seven cycles, Airheart, which is essentially their, their evergreen. It's their gravel bike. It's got clearance for 40, 40 plus millimeter tires. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got clearance at 40 millimeters. Okay. Um, it's got a SRAM red ETap group on it. Uh, the Airheart is different from the evergreen in that it has S and couplers. So I can break the frame in half, pack it in a case that isn't oversized. And I think I've mentioned this before, no matter who I fly with or where I fly, I've never spent more than $35 to get the bike there. Oh, which is kind of awesome. That, yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Now the red ETap group I chose because it gives me the reliability uh, and power of hydraulic disc brakes. And even better, the ETap tap shifting is perfect for anyone who is tired, both mentally and physically, there's not a more intuitive shifting system on the market. Um, the one criticism I have for ETAP is that you can't dead shift in uh, in the big uh, in, uh, on the front chain rings. Uh, the front derailleur, you can't do a, a shift to check, oh, am I already in the big ring or, or am I already in the little ring? When you hit the two paddles together, it just goes to the different chain ring than the one it's gotcha. in. So it is possible to be on a hill and think, oh, I need to downshift. And you hit both paddles and suddenly you're in the big ring.
1: Oops. Okay. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Or, Don't do that.
0: Or you do it 25 <laughs> miles an hour, hit both paddles, and you're suddenly in the small ring. <laughs>
1: right. Those,
0: those are not dynamite moments, but it's, you know, it's really the only thing that anyone could dream of criticizing about that group. Uh, one difference from the standard red group is that I'm going to be running FSAs subcompact crank with 46 Mm -hmm. and 30 tooth chain rings. For me, what this means is that I'll be able to spend most, if not all of the day in my big ring and have more usable gears due to the small, smaller ring size. So it gets me more into that middle range of the cassette.
1: Yeah. You only need the little stuff. I can picture a couple of that. There's a couple that you where all those pictures are, where it looks deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And some of that is just the angle from which the photograph is taken. Because if you're up yeah, on the hillside, of hill those side, are pretty
1: steep. Some of those yeah. are pretty steep. There's a well, couple. I mean, it's not a lot, but like there's a couple that I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this thing.
0: They're they're they're, <laughs> they're, they're memorable. <laughs> sure, sure. But I mean, but you know, not many. Af, yeah. After Fort Ross, it's like bring it. Yeah, <laughs> tell me that at
1: 168 miles. <laughs> like, bring it. <laughs>
0: okay, I, I may text you
1: <laughs> anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, I have been texted from Dirty Kansas. <laughs> I have a friend of mine did. He's like, uh he's an ultra runner, and he texted me from the final rest stop. He had texted me all day long. He's like, I could run it in from here, you know. So <laughs> then he, which was pretty funny, and he he made it. It
0: was a, it was a long day, but. So anyway, feel <laughs> free. I, 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 I may, I may just, just for the sheer entertainment value for the both <laughs> of us. uh, You know, so I'm, you know, more by uh, breeding than genetics, I guess I'll say, or training than genetics. I'm more or less an old school roadie. Okay. I'm used to carrying all mm-hmm. of my food in my pockets, but on this day I'm going to need to eat so much and you know, uh, so frequently that I've decided I'm going to make a concession. I'm running a handlebar back from Ortlieb. My mini pump will be in there. Uh, but it will mostly contain food, uh, yep, that's which food I'll get back to in a minute. The other thing that it will have will be a battery with a short yep. USB cable to charge my Wahoo element GPS late in the day when the battery starts to run low. Uh, Theoretically, a Wahoo element can run for 17 hours, but you've got to be using fewer features on it. And
1: I made it with 27 percent left on a 13 hour day. So, OK, good. To, yeah. OK. Just, and I didn't do anything special. So um, I'm going to turn
0: I'm going to turn off the LED lights that, you know, give you. Well, an yeah, indicator- yeah,
1: yeah. You don't want those anyway. I'm
0: but gonna, yeah, I'm going to turn those off. And then, of course, I'm going to stop the thing from doing the auto start stop feature every time I stop so that I am keeping up with my proper elapsed average speed. Um but you know, yeah, I'm gonna have a, a a battery with me just in case. Yep. Um and by the way, just so everybody knows, of all the different GPS units I've used so far that can do directions, the Wahoo element has the longest battery life. So I've got a seat post mounted fender for the mm-hmm. mud that could potentially get slung off of my rear tire in the day's thunder showers if those thunder showers do materialize. Mm-hmm. I've got blinky lights front and rear. They are the new cobbers from the Australian brand Nog, which can be seen from nearly 360 degrees. They're, mm-hmm. they're not round and flat. They're sort mm-hmm. of uh, half ellipses in shape. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I have, I've got two headlights, uh, one from Nog and one from Lezyne, the Drive, which is crazy powerful. Uh, as well as a helmet mounted light from Lezyne. Um And then on top of that, I've got the infinite light power pack. So if something happens and I'm out a really long time, I will still have at least one light, you know, a good four hours in. Um, cool. And, you know, again, if thunder showers happen and mud happens, you never who knows? know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is to make room on my bar for all the various clamps, I had to rewrap my bar tape and move the Hmm. SRAM blip shifters out from where they normally are. The thing that I didn't anticipate that I later found out when I went to ride the bike the first time after I'd done that is now I have to move my elbows out to do a shift on the blips instead of just moving my thumbs. Uh, Hmm. you know, that's a really minor. Oh, well, uh, I'm going to be running look SPD pedals as opposed to Shimano SPD pedals because I've actually found them to have superior float. Mm. And if there's one thing that I want to make sure is happening during the day is that my knees and ankles and hips are happy. So Mm -hmm. definitely going to stick with those. I, I am going to commit some sacrilege. I'm pleased to announce, uh, I will still run Shimano shoes. Um, somebody in Irvine right now is, uh, I don't know, mailing me anthrax or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm going to use the Shimano S-Fire shoes. Uh, They're really comfy. They're easy to adjust. They're wide. So that's important. Yeah, I'm going to run a thicker sock than usual. So I've got room in that shoe for it. My seat bag um, will contain a mini tool from Topeak that has, you know, the typical multitude of Allen wrenches, a few Torx bits, a chain tool, a blade. Couple other little extras. Um, have you heard of Tubolito? I don't know what that is. They are a new company that produces tubes, and the tubes are orange. It's a, uh, um, it's a thermoplastic, and they are ultra lightweight and ultra durable. It's really hard to puncture them. Okay, huh. and super strong, and they make both like a standard weight when you're just putting it in the tire from the get go. And they make an ultra lightweight, which is itty bitty tiny for put, packing into a seat bag that has great. most of the durability. So I've got two of those plus a patch kit. And I mean, when I say lightweight, we're talking a, a tube big enough for 700 by 40 millimeter weighs like 54 grams. They That's also great. have superior yeah, rolling awesome. resistance. So, I, I you know, on one hand, I like I can't wait to try them. But on the other hand, I'm really you don't hoping, want to try them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really want to face that. Um, let's see. Next up, I'm going to have uh, a collection of hydration packs. Not all at once, but uh, <clears throat> one from Thule, um, mm-hmm. a three liter, and the the reservoir in there is 1.75 liters, and then Camelback. One of those is two liters, and I think the other is one and a half liters, Mm-hmm. I've got others with bigger reservoirs that I could consider packing, but right now that's what I'm settling on. I'm I'm going with the camelback chase vest, then mm-hmm. one of their other yeah, one of their other uh packs, I forget the name of that, then yeah, the Thule three liter. And the thing for me is I know that if I only have to reach for a bite valve to get a drink or into a handlebar bag to eat, I'll do more of both. Mm-hmm, and for me, that's mm-hmm. a big concern because I know that as each hour passes, earlier mistakes in fueling and hydration will only get magnified. People call it an eating contest, yeah. And they're not, they're not kidding.
1: Yeah, it's that. There's something to be said for that because it's, it's feeding yourself, being able to feed yourself, all that stuff is yeah. so important out there. So important. Well, so yes, yeah, so having your food right in front of your face makes a huge difference because you're looking. You're. It's reminding you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I did, uh, I also have a frame bag that I could use. And I texted Yuri to ask him, since he's done, you know, all mm-hmm, the flavors mm-hmm. of Dirty Cans. Uh, and I said, Hey, you know, just your opinion, what would I be better off with, a handlebar bag or a frame bag? And he came back almost instantly, handlebar bag. And yeah, that the response was that. that quick, that conv- uh, that conclusive. It was like, All right, okay, it's settled. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Um, let's see. Where were we? Uh, oh, uh, you're putting food. in it. Yeah. <laughs> what am I put? OK, so we're going to be making some feed zone portables when we get there. That's mm-hmm. I think what Friday morning is for. Um, I'm going to be being I will we'll be bringing bars and shoes from scratch. A few cliff bars, goos wow. like the new uh, French toast flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, some rock as well, which are, you know, a little more high powered. Uh, my favorite flavor of those is pineapple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to put scratch in every one of my bottles and hydration packs. God Thanks. help me for getting all the bladders clean, but I am going to put scratch in every one of them. I'm just not, it. I'm not going to take any chances. I've contemplated if it starts to look like, uh, you know, serious threat of rain and mud, I've contemplated, I've got these, this funny little thing that you can strap onto a uh, seat post or a seat stay that will allow you to mount a bottle cage to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're basically Mm -hmm. two straps. And I've contemplated in the event of mud, having a bottle with just water to try Mm -hmm. to squirt stuff off and clean stuff off. So that's at least going to get packed away with my stuff as a Mm -hmm. insurance plan, just in case. Yep. Yep. Uh, one of the funny things that's been going on around here is between the two computers that I have here in my office, uh, I've got four USB micro cables. I've been charging every battery I own (laughs) to make sure they're all topped off before I leave. I respect Uh, that. It's, uh, yeah, I'm. There's a one of the eTap batteries is on a charger downstairs right now. So, making sure, given the amount of electricity that's going to get used or possibly used, it's been sort of comical to make sure. Okay, have I ch- have I finished charging that? What about that? It's it's been a lot. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, my wheels uh, are going to be the uh, the SRAM or the Zip 30s, which is okay. a low profile aluminum rim. Nothing funky, 160 millimeter rotor, just simple, straightforward, bomb-proof, you know, reliability. Perfect. Nothing silly. And also, even though I love a good aero wheel, if I get a serious crosswind going, I don't want to be dealing with getting blown around. I think I'd be fine with a set of 303s ultimately, but I just, I don't want to mess with any of that. Oh, uh, and then, uh, the tire will be the Donnelly sports Explorer MSO, which yep. does remain one of my very favorite gravel tires. Uh, and then kit wise, I've contemplated bringing some more, uh, specific to inclement conditions stuff, but with the way the weather's looking right now, I'm just going to be in an RKP kit so that people can say hi or not, or throw mud clods at me. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You know, now, dude, am I forgetting anything? Uh,
1: One glaring omission would be a mud stick. Oh, right, right. Yes. Uh, I've been. You really, 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 just in case we'll want, even if it's a paint stick, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I actually did carry a park tool cassette thing with me, like a Uh little cleaner. Um, Oh. It is because that stuff is peanut butter tar. Yeah. It's. Yeah, if you do get it on your bike, it's a very difficult to get off. So a lightweight mudstick is uh, a- essential for dirty So you, used,
0: you used the park uh, cassette tool, the one that's like serrated yes. and slightly round? Yep. That's, I've got one of those. That's pretty yep. genius. Yeah,
1: I packed that. I did not need it, but I'm glad uh-huh. I had it. And okay. I wish I would have had it the first year. Because I was looking for sticks to clean my bike off the first year. It's very, very, it's very sticky. It's clumpy and sticky. So if you have something to to clean, if you do happen to run into some and you can't avoid it, it's super great just to be able to like whack that out of there. Um, Because water is not honestly that helpful. But the mud stick is, is, is. Um, And uh, so it does, if it doesn't look like it, any chance of cool. I mean, I was thinking a shake dry something, but I mean, if you or even if you're in your drop bag or something, I don't know, like later in the day, just in case something looks like it might roll in those things, those jackets weigh nothing. Yeah, You know, I I had one in my pocket the whole time just because Mm I it was like a security blanket. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But that's, you know, that that's it. I, I think the hardest part sometimes is just organizing yourself once you're out there because it's so, my God, you know, I mean, you are have you're the writer meeting, and you get stuff, and you're talking to people, and you have all you're you're your making rice things, and all your stuff is spread out, and it's just like sometimes it's just hard to be like, okay, what do I need? What am I doing? You know, putting it yeah. in piles, but um, but no, that sounds you sound ready. Sounds like a, a you know, aside from the mudstick, you should get a mudstick. Everything right. else sounds
0: well. I've I've got just the thing that you mentioned down in the yeah. Garage. Put
1: it in your pile. Put it in okay. your pile like that. You will you will be happy if you need it. Yeah, that you have it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one other thing that I didn't mention is that I've got a 2013 Pinot Noir that was grown on the Sonoma Coast that I'm sticking in my luggage.
1: Well, that's yes. I, I think mean, at, like, at, yeah, that's a, that's a, for, for after you're done. Or are you putting yes. that in one of your drop bags <laughs> just in case?
0: <laughs> well, it depends on what the day looks like, right? <laughs> I do have a mini tool that I, no, could I put mean, put my know, Alice in Tetrick
1: does carry. Yeah, she carries a flask of whiskey. I've seen it. I mean, she puts a little flask. It's a little flask. It is in her pocket, you know, just in case she needs like things are not going so well. Then she needs to stop and take a breath and look around and be like, OK, I'm life is all right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have an animal
0: right. cracker and a slug of whiskey and see where the day goes. I I could see actually putting uh, a beer in my second bag in my oh wait no the first yeah it's only the two um so the 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 second bag yes the second bag oh yeah people the, have done that miles. For sure i could yeah. see me doing that yeah that yeah. cold
1: beer pbr yeah. a P, like something light kind of hits the spot honestly sure. which bears
0: a little bit I, I, i'm thinking more session ipa than budweiser that's
1: totally that's fine too yes but i yeah uh, that's when i actually like those crappy beers like mm-hmm. when i'm you know they Better than better than water at that point, but anyway,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, so, I do feel like like you're. It's exciting, yeah. It's here, and, yeah. and as you can see behind me, there's an explosion see, of laundry. I see that, and there's a cat on it, just just protecting it for you. It's guarding it. Um, oh, God, uh, making uh, uh, sure it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, pre-charging it with cat hair, you know,
1: <laughs> just to take it with you. Yes, <laughs> everything yeah. I own is pre-charged with pet
0: hair. <laughs> Uh, but I haven't packed my bike yet. And, you know, here it is, uh, you know, Wednesday afternoon, I, uh, 24 hours from now, I will be in Kansas. Wow. So, wow. Uh, like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I should, yeah. I should get on that. Maybe. There you, you know, go. Got to mix a podcast first. Big <laughs> <Great> jobs. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, what do you say we do? Pace line picks. Sure thing.
1: So speaking of packing and preparation and all that stuff, I know I have made a point about being meticulous about making my lists and having all my stuff and checking it off. And somehow I always, always, always manage to forget a towel. Like I, it's, I I just, towel never makes it on the list. It's not in my consciousness. I don't know why, but it doesn't. So, you know, I end up fishing around in the trunk of my car for napkins, old race (laughs) T-shirts, like anything that's not disgusting. And even sometimes if it is, but not too disgusting, it's just not pretty. So I kept up with this tradition last weekend at Keystone off-road. I did Uh not pack a towel, even though I was camping, riding and racing, like no towel in the bag. So imagine my delight when I was checking in and uh, right by the box of waivers, there was a box of free towels and they were, I know dude, they were light. They, they're called light load, light load beach towels. They have other kind of towels too, but this was a light load beach towel. And it, it didn't look like anything I've seen. It's like this shrink wrapped package. That's maybe the size of a deck of uno cards, uh-huh. you know? And I grabbed it and I took it up to my tent and it's uh. It's, it's kind of like one of those kids toys that you have to put in water to expand. Do you know what I mean? Like the little dot. Di- so I it was I unwrapped it and I was like, oh, I was trying to pull it apart. And then I read the directions, of course. And it said, you've got to get it wet. So I got it wet and it expanded and dried immediately. And it is the size of a beach towel. And it's it's actually quite a lo- lovely thing. I mean, it's not thick, but it's very absorbent. Mm-hmm. It's soft. Mm-hmm. It looks durable. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's uh, also antimicrobial, which I saw on the package, which is nice for camping. Yeah, and it's I it looks like you know something that's going to hold up pretty well. They're they're fifteen bucks, and I think it's like such a great thing just to throw in the glove box of your car, right? Just just have to have sort of like you would have any other thing, because man, when you need a towel and you don't have a towel, it's just it was a it was a godsend. It was a wonderful thing to have.
0: So, do you not do like uh, baby wipes? Do you not keep those on hand? I do not keep those on hand. I'm a water towel kind of person. Okay. Um
1: so, yeah, I mean ba- I mean that's greener for sure. Yeah, baby wipes are I don't um I it's it's going to sound very strange. I don't like the feel of them. I don't like the they feel kind of slimy. To, there's something about them that I actually don't care for. I will use one if somebody gives me one, mm-hmm. but I don't care for them. Hm, okay. So, just
0: yeah. a thing. Just a little, you know. I mean, I, so I've got a camp towel that I bought from REI before a trip once. And well, I have one sort of those thing.
1: too, but I never pack it.
0: <laughs> right, of course, as, as you indicated. Yeah. But I, you know, that's something that I will bring along with me, uh, along with, uh, you know, a bottle of water uh, yeah. to just kind of pour on my legs. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that, the camp towel is pretty cool because, you know, I can wring it out and it's ready to go again. But when no, I'm really nice. dirty, it's like... So I'm going to spread the dirt back all over my legs again. And that's why I've been doing good Lord. I've, I've been doing baby wipes for almost 20 years at this point. uh. And it's, yeah, yeah it's not the greenest solution in the whole world. I will grant that. And I try to use them as sparingly as I can. Right. Uh, but you know, after so many gravel events, I look, you know, where where the the gripper oh, ends on my legs. Everything below yep. there is not flesh toned. Uh, I get it. Yep. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, pulling jeans on over that. So,
1: <laughs> I yeah, hear it.
0: Not, not my first choice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I will have to take a look at that as as well. You know, a what couple weeks ago, uh, on my other podcast, the pull. Uh-huh. I did an episode to commemorate the passing of frame builder, Roland Della Santa. yep. And uh, I had a number of guests on the show. I was amazed at the number of people I was able to get on super short notice, but one of them was author Daniel DeVizay. He wrote this really amazing book about Greg Lamont called The Comeback. It's the whole book. Isn't just about 89. He goes into some of what went down in 85 and 86 that caused him to you know, help push him in the direction he was in terms of being hell bent on winning '89 and having full support from his team, uh, and then it even follows him, you know, after that. Uh, but the book is, you know, its primary thrust is the '89 tour. There are any number of real revelations in the book, making it, to my mind, an absolute must read for any American cyclist. Well. Pleased to say that the book is now out in paperback it was just released in paperback. Uh, so for anyone who didn't want to drop the bucks for the hardcover, it's now available in a much less expensive format. And cool. seriously, this thing's awesome for any cyclist summer reading list. I can, I can highly recommend it. The devise is a really fine author. Uh, the, the read is quick. Um, it's very engaging. Yeah. Dynamite book.
1: Cool, I will definitely check it out. I have not read it yet
0: yeah uh yeah it's I was really impressed with the job he did. He was pretty exhaustive in his research. If there was a warm body who'd crossed uh paths with Lemon during that era, he pretty much sat down with him or at least did a skype call. That's amazing, yeah, yeah a lot of work it awesome. really is um yeah Could, I mean it's like I look at that and you you have this moment as a as a writer yourself where you think wow, well, that's a. Yeah. I'd love to do that book. And then you look at the work that he did, it's like, I don't want to do that job.
1: Yeah. I mean sometimes <laughs> you look at like how much reporting has to go into a single sentence of a book like that, right? Like yeah. it's it's Yeah. It's something that people who don't write, I don't think, think about, but it's it's a it's an astonishing amount of work to do. And just to do indexing something like all that, right.
0: that material. Yeah. You know, keeping track of it. Oh yeah. So you know, good job, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome yeah so given that you're winging it uh 10 days from now what are you up to this weekend
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i don't have really anything going on this weekend specifically it's supposed to be a nice weekend Uh, i got some friends in town so there's definitely a big group ride going out on saturday and then i do think i'll try to get out on the road just to do some consistent thresholdy kind of tempo efforts on, on my road bike on sunday it was just a remind myself I did that today. It felt pretty good. It was, felt pretty good. So I'll do more of that on Sunday and then just yeah, just see what happens.
0: Now you've alluded a couple times to a double knot spy top secret bike. Uh, yes. uh, um, Are you still under embargo on that? I am. It lifts on Friday. Oh well next mm-hmm. week's gonna be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. And
1: I'll have some uh my my double top secret bike which is not, uh, I have ridden, the double top secret bike is not a road bike. It is a, it is a next level gravel bike. I will just leave it there. <clears throat> mm, the plot thickens. Yeah. 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 I'm. It's like a Parisian of gravel bikes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Best. I actually had that thought while I was riding it. I'm like, this is, reminds me of that crazy end that my dad had that just mowed over everything. Yeah. So.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I guess I'm like all our listeners. I got to look forward to next week's episode.
1: Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. We
0: will have lots to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we can wake me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, peel me off the dirt. Um. Yeah. All righty. Well, Hey everybody, keep those questions coming in. You all have been sending some great stuff. Uh, if you've got an idea, please drop by RKP and put a suggestion in the comments. Before we go, I'd like to put in a plug for RKP's other podcast, The Poll. The show features artisans talking about their craft in one-on-one interviews. Think Terry Gross for Cyclists. Uh, I'm trying to get this week's show done before I leave. <laughs> uh, it is part two of my interview with Paul Sadoff of Rock Lobster. Uh, if I run out of hours, it's going to be next week's show instead. We will there we will see. Uh, and don't forget can... to go say hi to Patrick. Don't forget that people say hi to Patrick out there. Right, right, right. I, I was supposed to have that in here. Yes. Uh, Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. 530 uh, at Radius Brewing. Uh, we're going to hang out. I called them and talked to them and they weren't really willing to set aside a dedicated space so we're to just—they're so swamped. Yeah, yeah you got to figure it's gonna be pretty busy that day. Yeah, but we're gonna occupy a corner of the bar, and I'll have a baseball jersey on it, on with a uh, with the RKP logo. So yeah, drop by, say hi. You don't have to have a beer, but we're gonna—I'm gonna hold myself to a beer, and uh, hopefully everybody else uh, will will have the same sort of discipline or not. <laughs> <laughs> just know yourself, know what you're getting into. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. And by the way, yeah, speaking of those uh, those reviews, you guys have said some really, really sweet stuff. We've gotten some (laughs) amazing compliments and reviews and whatnot. I can't begin to tell you what it means when when people say things like that. You know, we do this work and. We hope that it resonates. We do the best job we can. And when we see that stuff, man, it puts a little bounce in our stuff or a lot of bounce in our (laughs) step. Yeah. Okay. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Celine Yeager. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.